Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, last week on the uh, podcast, I was uh, spending a lot of time on the history of traditional long-term care insurance plans and why those types of plans have become so unpopular. Again, traditional plans are the long-term care insurance plans that don't pay you back if you don't use them. They're the plans that came out originally just as a simply pay-as-you-go, kind of like our car insurance or home insurance, and you as long as you pay for those, you keep them in force. And that was the deal with the long-term care, non-cancelable. We get these plans set up. We get them in place when we're young and we're healthy. And even for our health changes, we have those plans. The problem is and has been that just about everybody who took out a traditional plan in the past, and let's say prior to 2012, um, maybe 2010, 2012, anybody that took out a plan prior to that has seen their premiums increase. Many of the older plans from the 90s have seen their rates double and double again. And as I touched on this last week, the majority of the people who have an older traditional plan are with a company who is no longer selling long-term care insurance, which which makes it basically more likely that they will continue to see rate increases in the future as well. So remember, I was explaining that. Uh, the funnel concept, you put a piece of uh, saran wrap over the top of the funnel, people are still falling out going on claim, which means they don't pay, which means there's fewer payers to pay for the cost of the people that need the care. So it's really a mess uh, for a lot of those carriers on the traditional plans. So what do you do if you are facing a a rate increase on your long-term care insurance plan? This is a common question that we get, and there is no easy answer to this. Uh, Many people want to know if they can convert them to another plan, and and sadly, you know, you just can't. Unlike the newer asset-based plans, traditional long-term care insurance plans have no cash value, and there is nothing to convert. So a lot of people will make a comment like, um, I don't want to walk away from all the premiums that I've paid into this insurance, or I have this money in my current plan, how do I get it out? Almost like it's a savings account, but sadly it's not. It's simply an insurance premium to keep your coverage in place. So think about your homeowner's insurance. You pay it for 25 years, and then you want to switch companies. You don't have any value with your current company. And if you sell that house and you move to another state and you buy another house, the insurance company doesn't give you money back when you sell your house because your house did not burn down or because you did not make a claim. You simply have to pay another premium if you get a new insurance company and now you have a new policy. So switching your traditional policy or converting it to an asset-based plan is not an option because there is no cash value in that plan. There's no other value to that plan. It's simply a pure risk insurance play. So let's back up here. Almost everybody, including like my mother, like I said, she just got a statement from her plan. It's going to go up 27% this year. It's going to go up 27% next year. It's going to go up 27% the third year. So she has three rate increases over 27%. So her policy is going to more than double. Um, And you say, well, wait a second. (coughs) Excuse me. That's only, you know, 81%. Now it's 27%. And then they compound that 20% of the new higher rate. So she's going to see her her rates more than double if she keeps her plan where it is. So what are your options if you get one of those notices? If you're facing a rate increase on a traditional long-term care insurance plan, you have some choices. Number one, you can just pay the new rate and keep the policy in force. They cannot cancel that plan. They cannot take it away from you, but they can say, guess what? Your premium, instead of $5,200 this year, it's going to be $7,200 next year. You can reduce your coverage and keep the premium the same. So this is what's going on with my mom's policy right now. So they're coming back and giving her a lot of options. She has a lifetime benefit, so they say you can cut that to 10 years or 6 years or 5 years, and they give her all these different options and the new premium that that would be. Or they'll say you can just reduce your coverage, and so you can go from $200 a day of coverage maybe down to $150 a day of coverage. And so they're usually going to give you some choices there to try to keep the premium the same or maybe split the difference between the new rate increase. 
And then, <coughs> excuse me again, I've got a, I got the RSVP or something, whatever they call it. Um, lastly, you can basically get a contingent benefit. Now, this contingent benefit is offered to people once they raise your rates past a certain point. And I was talking about that last week. So somebody that's you know under 28 years old, it has to be a 200% premium increase. Somebody that's 90 years old when they took out the policy is like a 10% rate increase, which is kind of funny because there's no traditional plan that goes to age 90. But the National Association of Insurance Commissioners said, hey, if you're going to raise people's rates in a 65-year-old is generally about 50%. If the rates go up by more than 50% from what you started out with, they have to give you a contingent benefit. And that just simply says, if you stop making your payments, whatever you've paid into that policy is available for you to use if you trigger your long-term care insurance. They don't give you that money back. They simply just say you can get it back in your long-term care. So if your monthly benefit was $6,000 a month, you would get $6,000 a month for a total of the premiums you paid. So if you paid in $50,000 total of premiums, that's say, well, you can use $50,000 of long-term care insurance at $6,000 a month, and then your policies expire. So that's called a shortened benefit or a contingent benefit. If you're not offered a contingent benefit, you'll have to reduce coverage pay the new premium, or simply just walk away from the insurance policy. And that's what I did with my personal traditional plan. I had a a traditional policy out when I was in my 40s, and then I know that the company filed for rate increases with the state insurance commissioner, so I knew it was coming. And at that point, I decided to take out an asset-based plan, and I just literally walked away from my traditional plan. And a lot of people find that hard to do because you're saying, well, I have all this money I've paid into that and I'm just walking away from it. But remember, it's just it's like your homeowner's insurance. You pay those premiums every year to keep that insurance in force. But there is a difference, you know, Um, and and I think the problem people have to understand with long term care insurance, if it's just a traditional plan and you walk away from it, there's no value there, but it's harder to replace that because you're older and maybe your health has changed. So that's a key point. Now, what about getting a new plan? What about just switching? You have a traditional plan. You got some rate increases. You say, how can I do this? Is there an option for me that makes sense to go out and get a new plan? So let's dig into that for a minute. First off, getting a new plan requires you to go through underwriting process. So you have to be healthy enough to qualify. It also means the new policy will be based on your current age. So if you took a plan out when you're 50 and then you've got rate increases and you're 65 now, A, you still have to be healthy enough to qualify, but B, the new policy is going to be based on a 65-year-old rate. So even if it was the same rate as it was when you took out your policy, it would still cost you more. So it makes it almost impossible to go from a traditional plan to a traditional plan if we're trying to replace long-term care. In fact, I have not come across a suitable case on that in basically my career. I just It just doesn't make sense. So based on that alone, you cannot really switch traditional to traditional about the only time it makes sense to get a new long-term care insurance plan or to replace your traditional plan is if you are healthy enough and in a financial situation where you can get an asset-based plan and relieve yourself from that ongoing payment of those traditional plans. That's really it. So maybe you took out a traditional plan when you were in your working years in your 40s or 50s. Now you're in retirement. You've sold some real estate. You've got a nice nest egg built up. Maybe you can just reposition some of those assets into an asset-based plan, and then you just walk away from the payments. That's where we see people switching and getting new long-term care coverage. So let's spend a little bit of time here and learn about some of the differences between these asset-based long-term care insurance plans and the traditional pay-as-you-go plans. Last week, I spent a lot of time talking about the problems with traditional the way they work, a little bit of the history. So if you missed that, just go to your smart speaker and ask it to play long-term care radio, or you can find the podcast on our website. But basically, there are some things that you need to understand about traditional-based plans, how they work in asset-based plans. And what I'd like to do is compare and talk about the similarities, as well as discuss or, or contrast the differences. So let's start with the similarities. Number one, amount of coverage. Benefits amount, so that means the amount that you can get in your bucket of money, so to speak, can be anywhere from $50,000 to an unlimited amount of coverage. 
Monthly benefits are going to range anywhere from $1,500 a month up to $20,000 a month. So the traditional plans, you can't really start out at $20,000 a month, but you can start out at maybe $10,000 a month and put a 5% compound inflation rider on them. So there's some similarities that you have a wide range of benefits that you can design and get. Um, What is covered for the plans? They both pay for the same services and supports. They both pay for the same uh, facilities, and they both pay for care in home, so that's the same. You trigger an asset-based plan and a traditional plan exactly the same way through either a cognitive impairment or you need help with two activities of daily living. The benefits are going to come back to you tax-free. There's inflation riders available on them, which grows your benefit. So you say, I want that monthly benefit to grow by 3% every year so that you know 20 years, 30 years down the road, that benefit is still meaningful. So you can put inflation riders on them. And both plans have joint waiver premiums available, meaning that if you're paying in over time, even on an asset-based plan and you have a joint plan, one person goes on claim, we will waive those premiums for both people. So those are some of the similarities that they have. I'm going to sneak in a, just a real quick break here, but when we come back, let's flip over to the contrast. What separates traditional long-term care plans from the new asset-based plans? We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. For many of us, the best part of the holidays is being surrounded by the people we care about the most. This year, I encourage you, take a moment, think about those people sitting across the table from you. What would happen to them if your health was ever compromised to the point of needing ongoing assistance? Nearly half of Americans in long-term care situations rely on family members for 100% of their care. This means the people you care about the most could end up putting their lives and dreams on hold to be your caregiver. But that doesn't have to happen. Having a long-term care plan helps make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Lifting that burden from your loved ones. It's one of the best gifts you can give them. Brian Ott at 525 Advisors is simply the best when it comes to long-term care planning. He'll teach you all your options. He'll help you set up a plan like my wife and I did. It protects our family and will pay our estate back if we never use it. Sign up for one of their upcoming live webinars. Learn how you can protect everything you've worked for and the people you love the most. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and uh, thanks again for tuning into Long-Term Care Radio on, uh, you know, if you, this is live, you're listening to Saturday, it's Christmas Eve, so uh, Merry Christmas to everybody out there, and if you're listening on the podcast, well, I don't know when you're listening to it, but uh, this show is for uh, Christmas weekend, and we do have some classes coming up in January, we do have them up on the website now, so we're going to be January 14th, which is Saturday, and the 19th, which is a Thursday, so again, those are live webinar classes great way for you to just kind of get everything wrapped up in a nice tidy 45 minute package maybe an hour it depends how many questions we get because it is a live class and so you can ask me the questions and we stick around and answer those questions uh, at the end there of those webinars so look for those on our calendar at 525longtermcare.com again 525longtermcare.com and just click on attend an event and you will see those pop up 
So we were just talking about some of the similarities of traditional long-term care plans. Basically, they pay the same. Um, they're going to give you, you know, the same coverage and the same facilities, and they're both tax-free benefits. But what about the contrasts? How, how do they differ?t um, Traditional plans, number one, are generally set up as a continuous pay. That means I take that plan out and I just keep paying, just like your homeowner's insurance or health insurance. You just keep paying that premium every month or every year. There are a couple companies out there that have a 10-pay option, which means you can have the policy paid up in 10 years. And there's actually even one company that offers a single pay. I've never done one, but um, I've quoted them a few of them, and they're really designed for like C-corporation businesses that can write off 100% of insurance expense. Um, but overall, the vast majority, um, 99% of all these traditional plans out there that are sold today are just pay-as-you-go traditional plans with ongoing annual payments or monthly payments. And here's the big difference. The payments are not guaranteed level. So remember that on traditional plans, that's why we're talking about the rate increases. That's been the problem in the past. Hopefully, they've got that tamped down a little bit. But again, the premiums are not guaranteed. Asset-based plans, on the other hand, can be funded in a wide variety of ways. A single payment is one of our most common ways. We can just walk in and reposition some savings out of one pocket, put a bunch of features and benefits on it, and stick it right back in the other pocket. You don't have any payments. You have immediate coverage. And as long as you don't cancel that policy, you're going to have your long-term care benefit available. You can also fund them in what we call a multi-year type of plan, which is the way I'm doing mine personally. So like five years or 10 years or 20 years. And what I mean by that is five payments, 10 payments, 20 payments. They're, they're annual payments. So um, you could get a 10 pay, which is what I have my, myself. That just means after 10 payments, I'm done. The policy is paid up. And it's going to continue to grow in value because I have inflation on it. Um, you can do a paid up at 65 with a couple companies, which means if I'm 50 and I want a policy paid up at age 65, I don't want to do a 10 pay. I want to spread it out a little bit. I can have a paid up at 65. We can even do a combination of the two. So I want to walk in and do a 10 pay, but you know what? I got a $50,000 inheritance from grandma. I'm just going to deposit that and then lower my annual payment. So I would have my first payment with 50000 and then I would have nine payments that would be lower because I'm doing a combination of those. Excuse me. We can fund them with retirement accounts. And again, this is one of our most popular ways because we can take a lump sum out of retirement account and spread the taxes out. You don't get to waive the taxes, but you can pay the taxes out over 10 years. And the reason why you do it is because you get a lot more insurance up front. In a sense, you're buying a single lump sum, single pay plan, but you're spreading the taxes out over 10 years. Um, They can be done with a 1035 exchange. So again, I I have cash value life insurance. If I have a deferred annuity, I can 1035 exchange that, meaning I can transfer the value of that contract, the annuity or the life insurance and all of its gain tax-free. Oh, and if I need it for long-term care insurance, it's levered up three times and it all comes out tax-free. Now, technically, you can do a 1035 exchange into a traditional plan, but I, I don't see the point. I mean, you if you had a life insurance policy with cash value and then you converted that to a traditional plan through a 1035 exchange, you would lose the return on premium and the life insurance. So, But you, you can do that. So if there's some advisor out there, blah, 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 it's like, yeah, I know. You can technically 1035 exchange into a traditional plan, but we just generally uh, don't see a need for that. So here's the takeaway. Uh, the policies on asset base are contractual. If you are paying over time, the premiums are going to be guaranteed level. You will not see a premium increase, period. Okay? So that's the main difference. Now, let's talk about how you receive your benefits. A traditional plan is going to be a reimbursement only. I've got one company out there that will give you 25% of your monthly benefit in cash, which means if you had a $4,000 a month benefit, they would say you can either have $4,000 as reimbursement, meaning turn in the receipts and we'll send that money back to you, or you can just get $1,000 cash and the other $3,000 is just going to stay in your policy. But as a general rule, traditional is a reimbursement. Asset-based plans are going to do the reimbursement, which is the common, it's the standard, it's what I have on my policy. But there are three carriers out there that will just give you what they call a cash or indemnity benefit, which says if you have that $6,000 a month benefit, you go on claim, 
here's your $6,000. They're just going to, they're, they're not going to ask for any receipts, but they're also not going to do any claim support or anything else like that. They're just going to walk away, but it is available on asset-based plans. So if you know you're in a situation where you're living with your family and you want to just contribute and pay to your family, you could use a cash benefit plan for that. I've got one company that on the asset base that does a partial indemnity, which means that you can get half of your benefit in cash and the other half in reimbursement. So there are some differences between traditional and asset base on how you get paid. And then let's talk about the return of premium. This is a big one. As a general rule, traditional plans are what we call use it or lose it, meaning that if you don't use your plan, you're going to lose the benefit. Now, there are some riders available that will return some of your premiums, like at age 65 or three times your monthly benefit, or there's all kinds of little tricky riders out there that traditional companies will sell. It's like buying, you know, it's like it's like buying the coating in a car. You know, you, you buy a car and they're like, oh, there's this fabric protector for $7,000. You never know when you're going to spend coffee. It's like, oh, they can talk it up. But as a general rule, anybody that knows what they're doing, they're going to look at these riders. You're going to be able to crunch the numbers and see that you're not getting anything. You're just paying more money. Um, one company allows you to purchase a full return of premium on a traditional plan, and they sell that as uh, technically right now the IRS will say, yeah, you can get all your money back down the road. We're not going to bother you. So for a C-corporation attorneys, they're like, oh, put $200,000 into this plan, and then if you don't want it, you can just get cancel and get your $200,000 back. But the 200000 was a business write-off. I think that's a shady marketing technique. I've never done it, but um, it is available. But it costs more than an asset-based plan. So again, why just do an asset-based plan and, and, and be legal about it? So those are things you just need to be aware of. Um, asset-based plans are different than traditional. So number one, they're designed to return premium to the estate. So if you don't use your plan, there's going to be some money that's paid back. It could be all of it. It could be more than you put in. It could be less than your premium, depending on how you design your plan. Stick around for at the bottom of the hour, client of the of, of the week. I'm going to show you how she's going to guarantee to get more money back than she puts into her plan. Um, and many of the plans will pay you back tax-free through what they call a linked benefit, meaning that I put X amount of money in, I get a little bit more back to the estate tax-free. But the bottom line is you're going to get premium back on an asset-based plan. That's why we call them an asset basis because there's still some value in that policy if you don't use it. And lastly, let's talk about liquidity and cash value. If you have a traditional plan, there is no liquidity. There's no cash value. That's why people struggle. Well, can I convert this over to an asset base? It's like, convert what? All all you have is a premium. There's no value in there. There's no cash value. Asset-based plans, on the other hand, have both cash value, and some of them offer liquidity, meaning that, you know what, I need to take 10% of that value out this year. I can do that without canceling my insurance. So if you have $200,000 of cash value in an asset-based plan, and you need to take $20,000 out because an emergency came up, you can do that, and it doesn't necessarily cancel your plan. So there are quite a few differences there as far as different companies will say, yes, you can access this money, you can access this, you can borrow this out without canceling your plan. So there's, you know, bottom line, there's liquidity and there's some cash value on the asset-based plans, which you're never going to get on those traditional plans. Which one is better? Well, there's no right answer to this, okay? Um, bottom line is, is you know, it, it depends on your situation. And so a lot of people will say, gosh, well, the traditional plans, the premium's lower, aren't I'm going to pay less for that. So it's like term versus whole life insurance. So you're going to make that argument. Well, if you're just looking at premiums, Yes, but if we take, here's an example, a $6,000 benefit for six years with 3% inflation rider for a 60-year-old female, traditional premium is $8,751, non-guaranteed premium. Asset-based premium is $11,411. Well, right out of the gate, you're going to say, well, holy cow, that's like $3,000 difference, but guess what? The asset-based plan also has a $144,000 death benefit that starts day one, so if you die, that's paid out. It's got cash value. 20 years down the road, you got $72,000 of cash value. So if you cancel the plan, your net cost out of pocket, if you canceled, is $156,000 versus putting in you know $175,000 into that traditional plan and having nothing. So you've got to look at you know the entire big picture. And the traditional plan's a guaranteed level payment. If you look at someone like a 60-year-old that just wanted a 10-pay, for instance, in nine, let's say $9,000, $9,100 a month for life, unlimited benefit, traditional plan would be $31,900 a year for 10 years. Asset base would be 31964 so neck and neck. But guess what? The asset base has $455,000 death benefit. 
and that money is coming back either way. You're getting more back than you put into the plan. So there's no reason you would want to do that 10-pay traditional unless they're going to say, oh, unless you're a C-corporation, you want to write off 100% of the premiums, but that's not most of us. So anyway, hey, you know what? We've got to take a quick break for the news, but stick around. When I come back, I'm going to introduce you to our client of the week, Carol, who just turned 74 and is now the proud owner of an asset-based long-term care plan. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family, and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, and we're back. Uh, Time for Client of the Week. If you just joined us on Long-Term Care Radio, at the bottom of the hour, we always bring what we call a Client of the Week, which is just really, you know, just kind of a little story about how we help somebody. And the idea is to give you, uh, you know, an example of what's available out there. And, you know, we're all over the place. Um, Just we have a lot of different ways we can do this. Uh, This week, we are going to go back into the asset-based world. And I want to introduce you to Carol, who just turned 74. She has two children. She has three grandchildren. She's crossing her fingers that she gets to be a great-grandma someday here in the future. Um, She was introduced to us from her daughter, who came to us last year to get a long-term care plan to get out of the Washington State tax. So, again, for those of you that don't live in Washington State, Washington State passed a payroll tax that said, basically, if you don't have long-term care insurance by November 1st of last year, that they're going to start collecting, you know, 0.5%, basically, of your income on all wages earned and throw it into a long-term care fund to give you $100 a day for a year down the road sometime in the future. So she came to us to try to get a plan and get out, learned about a lot of the new programs, came to our webinar, then got her mom, got her mom coming to a webinar, and that's how Carol found out about us. Basically, Carol's concerns, she was self-insuring. I mean, she was just self-funding when she came to see us, and she told us point blank, yeah, I've been told that I have enough money from her visor, and, you know, technically she did. Um, But she didn't like the idea of spinning her nest egg down paying for long-term care. She took care of her husband for almost two years before he passed away. And she said, you know, she could manage most of it, but still she saw the expenses creeping up and she she realized, you know, the the work that it took and the time. She did not want to be a burden on her kids. And she said, I just don't want to put anybody in my family in that situation where, you know, they got to take care of me. Yes, I have money, but I would still need to figure out how to get care and do all those things. Her mom lived to be 98 years old and lived the last seven years of her life in an assisted living facility. So Carol saw that firsthand, you know, and her mom had a small long-term care policy, but then basically blew through their a lot of their assets and savings. And Carol was you know, very sensitive to that. She's like, it would have been great if her mom would have had a really nice long-term care plan because it, it did what it was supposed to. Carol also had a dear friend from her church that just moved into an assisted living facility, you know, years ago, about three years ago. So I guess it wasn't just, but she moved into an assisted living facility three years ago. And she visits her on a regular basis, and she sees the complexity of the care situation and managing the expenses and just how fast expenses add up. Because she said, well, my friend still has a house. She still has all these other expenses, but now she's basically paying for two homes. And that was a concern to her right there. A little more about Carol. She was in good shape physically. I mean, she did have some arthritis, <laughs> excuse me, settling in. And she was on a blood pressure medication, but overall, she was in good shape. Um, she had a nice nest egg put together. She had savings. She had some investments. She had a little bit of real estate income coming in. She lives right now off of her RMDs and the real estate income and her Social Security, and her husband had a pension. Before he passed away, she ends up getting part of that pension for the rest of her life. She recently got um, some additional money from a piece of real estate that was sold that they were joint owners on, and so that money is setting in her savings account right now. She's very cautious about investing in the market, which, you know, at this time, I, I think we all are. You know, you look at it, and at that stage in life when you're 74, it's not about doubling your, your money in an investment. It's about not losing half of it. So I think that's kind of where she was at. She had this extra money from the real estate, and she said, you know, we already made our return on that, so I just want to protect it. Um, 
active member in her church and the community. She still takes a couple of trips a year internationally traveling. Uh, she hopes to, you know, basically stay at the family home, the home that she's in right now. She hopes that she can stay there for as long as possible. But also she's very aware of the needs when you get into a care situation. Like I said, she goes and visits her friend and she said, I'm, it may be the highest and best use for me to move to an assisted living facility. So I want a plan that's going to give me the freedom to do, you know, both of those. And it was also very important for her to leave the house and as much of the estate to the family. That was something her and her husband discussed before he passed away. And, you know, some families don't get that. Some families do. And for her, she said that was very important. I'd rather make sure that the money went to the kids and the grandkids and created a better life for somebody than me, you know, paying for an assisted living or a nursing home. So that was something that really, you know, stood out to her. What she wanted from her plan, number one an efficient way to pay for care. And let's talk about that for a second. If you come to one of my webinars, that's the questions I ask. Do you want to pay $1.35 for care? Or do you want to pay $1.25 for care? Or do you want to pay 33 cents for care? Well, the difference is if you're converting assets to income. So retirement accounts, you're paying $1.35. You know, investments, real estate, you know, you're paying $1.25, capital gains. So, you, meaning you got to sell $1.25 worth of, of real estate or $1.25 worth of your stock to net out a dollar after you pay capital gains. And if it's out of a retirement account, you got to pay income tax on it. So, the idea is efficient way to pay for care. Yes, do you want to shop at Costco or do you want to shop at 7-Eleven? And like I say, I talk about that all the time. There's a lot of nice cars at Costco, and they buy big gallons and jugs of mayonnaise because, you know, for that same price, they're going to get four ounces of mayonnaise at 7-Eleven. So just, it's efficiency. She also liked the idea of the money coming back to the family if she did not need it. So, again, that's the, the big problem with traditional plans, right? I can pay in for how long and how much am I going to put into that plan and then what do I get back if I don't use it or if I'm only in, in, in long-term care for two months? So a lot of people, just it's the number one hurdle, why they never get a plan, because they don't think they're probably going to use it. Or if they do, it's not going to be that much. So why waste the money? Because I'm just going to lose all that. So she loved the idea of that money coming back to the estate. If I put money into a plan, I get lucky. I don't need long-term care. I get that money back. So that, that was something that made her very uh, excited when she learned about these new asset-based plans. And she also wanted to do a single deposit. She did not want payments going over time. That was very appealing to her on the asset base is we can just take some money out of one account, put it over here into another account. It's still her money, but guess what? Now she has all these benefits. So she liked that idea. And she liked the idea of the claim support. You're going to hear me talking about it all the time. When your house burns down, you get a sack full of money on the porch. Right? That's what people think of insurance. But actually, that's not the way it works. If you have a house burned down, most people are going to get some kind of support to rebuild that house. And that's what I mean by the concierge claims level support. We have advocates that work for you that know the questions to ask and know how to help you find a place. You're still in control, right? It's just the, the, the insurance companies know how to get the permits and find the contractors to get the house rebuilt. But you're still the person in control. You're still the one choosing the color of paint and the cho- color of carpet and da-da-da-da-da. Well, that's what, what I mean by this support from a concierge service. We have somebody to call. And when I say we, it's like we handle our claims for our clients. And so we know who we're going to call and we get assigned somebody and then we have one contact person. So if there's a question about, you know, is Medicare going to pay this because she had an event that went to the hospital, took her out of the assistance living and they brought her back that's where the claim support comes in and they understand and they know all that stuff help us move from a house to assisted living help us move from one state to another state which we're doing right now for a client that's that claim support and that really made carol um, happy when she learned that she could get that because again she's watching her friend go this and she watched her mom go through this and she said you know i just don't want my kids having to juggle all this and make all those decisions if i'm incapacitated so here's what we did for her we looked at the asset-based plans, of course, because they're the plans that are going to pay you back. She wanted something with meaningful benefits, so we looked at lifetime benefits. That just simply means that if you go on claim, you'll never run out of long-term care insurance. So we can design a plan based on a monthly benefit, like I want 5000 a month or 10000 a month or whatever it is. We can do that. Or we can kind of work the other way around and say, all right, 
what do you want to put into the plan? What money do you have available? And we've got a lot of, a lot of our clients will do that. They'll say, well, I just sold this piece of property or I just liquidated this or I've got X amount setting in my CDs. What can I get for that? And then we can kind of work backwards from that. And that's essentially what we did. So the big thing was she was setting on a big chunk of cash um, because of this, this real estate sell that she had. And it was just setting in her basically in the bank account. And she said, you know, I would be comfortable setting aside maybe a half million dollars. And I said, you know, that's kind of where we started. I said, well, without insurance, how much are you going to set aside to self-insurance? She goes, well, probably a half million dollars. I said, okay, so what if you need more than that? Well, then I'd have to sell something else. I'd have to sell some assets. And so that's the way to look at it when we're self-funding. What's the first asset you're going to liquidate? The first one for her was the savings. So I'm like, okay, you got in savings, might grow at 3%, or maybe the rate goes up to 4%, or maybe you get 2%, who knows, but it's going to go up in value a little bit, but that's what you have, 500000 She said, yes. What if we reposition that to a long-term care plan? Well, we could triple it up and get $1.5 million in a savings-based plan, or we can get a lifetime benefit plan, and we can get a guaranteed benefit that's going to come back tax-free to the estate. And that's the difference. The savings plans, if you put 500000 in and the value grows to 600000 and you never use it, someone has to pay tax on that $100,000 gain. If we set it up with a life insurance component to it and it's $600,000 goes back to the estate, well, that goes back tax-free. So there's a, there's a benefit there. So that's what we really looked at. So she had a she had a, a you know a five hundred thousand dollar you know bank account basically or a little bit more than that set in the bank account. But she said, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be comfortable putting five hundred thousand dollars in it. What would it get me? Well, here's what it gets her for long term care. She gets a hundred and fifty three thousand dollars a year of long term care insurance for life, or twelve thousand eight hundred dollars a month. That's an unlimited benefit. Now, if she doesn't use her plan her estate will get $640,000 back. This is the IRS linked benefit part, all right? The, the, all that 640 is, is that is going to be structured as a life insurance policy. So if she goes out and gets hit by the bus tomorrow, the estate gets $640,000 back. Well, why you want that in a life insurance component is because that is a tax-free event. If it was a savings account, a savings-based long-term care account, that might grow to 640 over time, you know, maybe 15 years down the road. Who knows? What depends what interest rates are doing, or 500 might be worth 640. But if she died and didn't use it, then someone would have to pay tax on that gain. On the life insurance component, that 640 comes back tax-free to the state always. And when you see that, that means that she's going to get $640,000 back from her long-term care plan regardless of what happens, meaning if she, she lives a long life and dies, 640 is paid back tax-free. If she goes on claim and only spends $100,000 of long-term care, $540,000 is paid back. So it's going to be 640 back to the estate in either death benefit, long-term care benefits, or a combination of two. But if she ends up like her mother in seven years of long-term care or eight years or nine years, she has $153,000 a year tax-free to pull out guaranteed for life. So she's going to get $140,000 back more than she puts in regardless of what happens, but she could pull out $2 million out of this policy. It wouldn't matter. She could be on claim for 20 years. She would still get that one fifty three a year tax-free. So it's just leverage. It's just a guaranteed leverage. Now, she had a choice where, quite honestly, we could have designed this with a higher long-term care benefit for the same deposit amount. So that $500,000 could have gotten her about $15,000 a month of benefit, so $180,000 versus one fifty-three. But it would drop that death benefit down to $501,000, meaning she puts five hundred dollars in, she gets five hundred dollars back. She had other assets. She had other income. She had, you know, pension, savings, things like that. So she wasn't too worried about that. She's like, I can supplement if I really needed more than $12,000 a month. But again, that's a personal choice because it's like buying a car. I want the best gas mileage. Well, you can't tow the boat. Well, I'll give up some of the gas mileage then because I do have a boat and I want to tow it. She gave up some of the long-term care benefit because it guarantees that her estate gets back more money than she put into the plan. 640 is coming back one way or the other, and it's a tax-free either long-term care or death benefit. The other benefits that this policy has, concierge claim support. Again, the best in class. It means we get somebody assigned to her and her family, and we all are going to have access to that person, and that person is just trained to understand and, and ask the right questions and help us get the care that we deserve. She's got caregiver training benefits of over $25,000. That means family members, if they do want to get trained, 
or friends or somebody to help out, they can do caregiver training. So that might be taking a class like on Alzheimer's or uh, medication management. We had a client that his mother had very, very complex medication. Like she had to take certain medications at certain times in a certain order. And so he took the course to do that. We also have a home improvement. So if she does want to stay in her home and wants to add a wheelchair ramp or she needs an adjustable bed or grab handles or a stair lift, she's got $25,000 to do that. And by the way, she's still getting her $153,000 a year tax-free for long-term care, and she gets those other benefits. She has international coverage. And this was funny. I said, so if you are traveling around on a train in Europe or something and it crashes or, or whatever it is, I said... They need to stabilize you and put you in a, in a nursing home for nine months before they get you home. She's like, well, I, I hope it's not that long. I said, well, you just need to understand you have some international coverage, and the plan works in all 50 states in the United States, and it works in Canada as well, too. So just a real good peace of mind for her, for her state. And like I say, folks, this... I know a lot of people hear these numbers, and we we purposely do this. We we give some big wows deals, and we give some little deals every once in a while, too. My point is it's all relative to your situation. If I'm looking at Carol from a financial point of view, she has more than enough money to even pay for a 10-year long-term care plan. That's not the issue. The issue is the efficiency. Why would you pay a dollar twenty, a dollar twenty-five, a dollar thirty-five for a dollar of care when she can pay, you know, thirty cents or twenty-five cents, whatever it is? And what's her risk on this? That five hundred thousand sitting in a savings account is worth six hundred and forty today, guaranteed. She doesn't have to wait for the interest to catch up or to grow or to do it. And it's not capped at that $640,000. She can pull out that $153,000 every year for the next 10, 20, 30 years. It's truly unlimited lifetime protection, what we call catastrophic coverage. So I just love doing these plans. Carol was happy. Her family was happy. And her daughter was just tickled pink because now she knew that mom had a plan. And she knew, she, you know, that's what, what we always say when the kids get involved with the parents. It's like, now you can stick your mom someplace nice. You know, and that's what I tell my mom. And my mom says, you're not sticking me anywhere. But um, I get it. So, hey, I've got to squeeze in my final break. Stick around. i got a little bit more. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes. Guarantee the quality of your care. And preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you reposition some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Dory Monson with Darlene, a client of Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. First of all, Darlene, why were you looking into long-term care? I was working for the federal government, but it's one plan for everybody. Brian Ott was able to show me that there were better plans, and he actually was able to make a tailor-made plan for me, both for cost and coverage. I really feel, Dory, that uh, Brian and Madeline aren't just in the selling business of long-term care plans. They're actually in the people business. So they made me feel like they cared about me. I think they're excellent, and I would recommend them to anyone. That is awesome. Sign up for one of their upcoming live webinars. Learn how you can protect everything you've worked for and the people you love the most. He'll teach you all your options. He'll help you set up a plan, like my wife and I did. It protects our family and will pay our estate back if we never use it. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. 
All right, and welcome back, and uh, thanks for sticking around if you've been with us uh, through the whole podcast or the whole radio program. Again, Merry Christmas to everybody that's out there um, listening on the radio. This is going to be airing on Saturday the 24th, and uh, most of the markets were in the Washington State and Colorado State on the air right now and looking for some other markets to eventually get out there on the radio, but then our podcast is all over. Um, And I will tell you, we've got a couple classes coming up next month. So we do have those on the calendar now, January 14th, which is a Saturday. That's going to be a morning. So we kick that off at 8 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Mountain time. Uh, You guys can do the math that are in the Central and East Coast. And then we also have one on Thursday the 19th, which is a 3 o'clock Pacific time kickoff, so 4 o'clock mountain. So look for those. Exact same class. It's just that they're live. And so you can jump on with us and get your questions answered. And we're going to go through all this material, what long-term care is, what it pays for, your different options. Here's some examples. Here's what Medicare, here's how Medicaid works. How do you compare long-term care planning to Medicaid planning and and self-insuring? So we kind of cover all that stuff. And the idea for you is then when you're ready to kind of think about planning for yourself, you know, we're not down in the weeds on on what does long-term care cover. You know all that. And we've got a real nice book and a guide that we send out to all of our people that attend the class. So, again, the 14th and the 19th uh, coming up next month. And we're in 2023. Hard to believe. So, um Last week, I you know I got a question last week on the show from a client asking me, saying, "Why don't you talk about traditional plans?" And I, you know, it was a good question because I don't talk about them that much. The vast majority of the business out there nationwide, if we look at it from a dollar percentage point, is asset based plans. Traditional plans still have a place, and we still do some traditional plans. And uh, again, traditional plans have you know there's another f- benefit that traditional plans have is the state partnership program, which helps you protect assets from Medicaid. But again, that's really designed for people that have smaller estates. And again, those are the people that really struggle making the ongoing payments as well, too, because they're, they're questioning, is that the highest and best use of your money? But when we look at asset-based plans, I think the biggest overlooked market out there, and this is the insurance carrier's fault as well, and the financial advisors, I'll point my fingers at them, and the attorneys and the CPAs, Everybody looks at long-term care as simply a money proposition. If you have X amount of dollars, whatever that number is, it's different for every advisor, but if you have a certain amount of money, you don't need to worry about it. You can just pay for it. And I tell people that all the time, you know, what happens if your house burns down? You you call your bank and say, hey, uh, banker Bob, my house burned down. It's like, okay, I'll show up. And he goes over there with a duffel bag of money and says, here's your $2 million and drops it on your porch and drives away. Well, you still got a lot of problems. You got a lot of problems. You got a lot of things to figure out. I've got a client we're working with right now in, in Colorado, and she's just out there by Superior where that fire burned through. It started over there kind of by Boulder and just whipped across east, burned this entire neighborhood, just houses down to the foundation. And those people found out, number one, a lot of them were underinsured. So there was enough money to pay the mortgage off, but not enough money to rebuild the house. And so those people, basically, what do they have at that point? They have a lot. And so the people that did have insurance, well, guess what? Now they got to get their house rebuilt. If you're doing it on your own, good luck. How do you find a contractor? How do you get the permits? What permits do I need? Can I build the same house or can I make a tweak? What, What do I have to do? You don't know any of that. But if you have an insurance company, they have the people that know how to do that. They know how to find the contractors. They know how to get that stuff done. Long-term care is the same way. You have very complex decisions to be made, complex situations. I'm going to tell you what right now. I've got a dear friend that's going through this with his mom. You're grieving about the loss of a loved one. Oh, and by the way, there's 14 pieces of mail that just came in today that you've got to figure through from social workers and Medicare and everything else. It's just it's a nightmare. So when we think about what Carol did, Carol had plenty of money, our client of the week. But what did she really do? This was the ultimate gift to the family. This is a gift to the family. It is not simply about whether you have enough money. Because if you're incapacitated, that means somebody else is still having to manage your finances. And, oh, now they've got to figure out how to get you care, get you the best level of care, where's the best place, versus, hey, let's call this 800 number. Let's start walking through this. You know, our client that was diagnosed with ALS, 
very difficult situation. She's living in the Pacific Northwest. She finds out that, guess what? If I live in a warmer, drier climate, it's going to be easier and better for her. And so the insurance company jumped through the hoops. They found her a place that would accept her, would accept her dog, and got her in that environment. And they know those questions to ask. So, again, you're lifting that burden off of your kids. I mean, we could all figure it out, right? I'm one of those people that like to try to figure things out, but I'll tell you what. It's like you only got so many hours in a day. And so the gift to the family is not only the efficiency of the money that's going to protect the estate so she can give more money back to the family if she ends up in long-term care. It's also that she surrounded herself with that team of professionals that can guide her and her family. And if they're saying, well, mom, we, we'd really like you to stay at home. Mom wants to stay at home. And those caregivers can say, okay, you know what? We can do that. We might need to modify the house and this is the way we can do it. And you have some benefits. These are the people who will provide those services that will come into your home. This is the place that you need to go for physical therapy. This person will come, you know, that's just those kind of people that will help and guide you. And I will just tell you, we have a history of claims here for our clients. And I will tell you that it doesn't matter whether you have a traditional plan it doesn't matter if you have an asset-based plan. It doesn't matter if you put $100,000 into your plan or $500,000 into your plan or you're paying $5,000 a year. You forget about all of that when you go on claim because you are just thankful that you have this plan and the kids are thankful. We have some 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 daughters, basically. There were three of them that we had a horrible situation during COVID. It was very complex. It's the most complex case I've ever been in on a claims management as far as what we had to do, but we ended up getting their mother the care. She ended up getting her claim filed. We took care of her. The, the, the daughters were crying. Thank you for doing that. It's like, we didn't do that. Your parents did that. That was a gift to you from them because they planned. They They planned ahead of time. We hope we never need this, but just in case we do, we've got a plan, and that's really what it's all about. So whether it's traditional, whether it's asset-based, it doesn't matter. The idea is figure out the, you know, what the options are out there. And this heard it on the street about insurance is you know, bad or this is bad or annuities are bad or reverse mortgages are bad. You, it doesn't matter what it is. What you need to do is learn and educate yourself. You're doing the right thing by listening to Long-Term Care Radio. Join us for a class next month, and then when we're ready, we will help you design a plan that's right for your situation. Merry Christmas again to everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I'll get to work. I'll be back next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. For many of us, the best part of the holidays is being surrounded by the people we care about the most. This year, I encourage you, take a moment, think about those people sitting across the table from you. What would happen to them if your health was ever compromised to the point of needing ongoing assistance? Nearly half of Americans in long-term care situations rely on family members for 100% of their care. This means the people you care about the most could end up putting their lives and dreams on hold to be your caregiver. But that doesn't have to happen. Having a long-term care plan helps make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Lifting that burden from your loved ones. It's one of the best gifts you can give them. Brian Ott at 525 Advisors is simply the best when it comes to long-term care planning. He'll teach you all your options. He'll help you set up a plan like my wife and I did. It protects our family and will pay our estate back if we never use it. Sign up for one of their upcoming live webinars. Learn how you can protect everything you've worked for and the people you love the most. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.